Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's word which we receive this evening is from the Gospel of Luke chapter 24 verses 44 to 53. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it was written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass, while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. They worshipped him. That's a simple statement, but it's an important one. It's a simple statement that we might easily overlook. After all, like the disciples, we're probably a little busy watching Christ ascend into heaven to worry about what the disciples are doing afterwards. And the ascension of Christ is a little more exhilarating and a little more important than what the disciples do afterwards. But this sentence is nevertheless important. They worshipped him. For one thing, it proves to us that that the disciples knew, understood, and believed that Jesus was true God. They worshipped him as God. The deity of Christ was not, as some modern scholars want us to believe, something that developed later in the church as the mythos of Christ spread through the Roman Empire. No, it was there from the beginning. The disciples knew it, believed it. That this was the true God who had come down to them as a man and lived among them. They worshipped him. And of course, Thomas uh, responds to the risen Christ, my Lord and my God. For another thing, it shows that even though Jesus had departed from their sight, the disciples understood that Jesus was not gone. That he was still very much with them, even if they could not see him. And they understood furthermore that they could be with Jesus in a a more special way through the word and the sacraments. And so when Jesus departed from their sight, they went to the word and the sacraments to continue to be with that same Jesus whom they knew and whom they loved. But most importantly, They worshipped him because they understood what the ascension meant for them. That this very same Jesus, who died for their sins, had now ascended on high. Had received from the Father all authority and all power and rules all things for their sake and for ours. 
They understood that Jesus' ascension meant that he is in control and they could leave all things in his hand. That they could go forward with the task that Jesus had given to them to preach the word of God, to baptize all nations without fear. Without fear that, that uh, God would forget about them, without fear that they would be slaughtered, without fear that they would fail. Because Jesus ascended and is now in control. The same one who willingly died for their sins and for ours now rules all things. And if he was willing to die for us, then certainly he is also willing to rule for us for the good of his church. We too can leave all things in Jesus' hands. We know that Jesus has ascended. We just heard it both in Luke and in Acts. But even though we know it to be true, we seldom believe it to be true. We seldom trust that Jesus is really in control of our lives, and we don't have to worry. Far more often, we have a tendency to think that, well, I need to be in control. Far more often we have a tendency to think that, well, if something goes wrong, it's up to me to fix it or to make the right choice. We have a tendency to think that if we just make the right choice or if we spend enough time yelling at each other, we can make things come out right. We're not in control. And Jesus is. A couple of days ago, one of the young women in our congregation broke her arm. And this is not by any means a criticism of of her or her parents, but just as a thought of experiment, you can put yourself in the place of her or her parents and think about, well, what would you think or how would you react if you or your your daughter broke her arm? Maybe you would be quick to blame yourself. I should have been paying more attention. Maybe you'd be quick to blame your spouse. You should have been paying more attention. Maybe you'd be quick to, to blame the child. You shouldn't have been fooling around. But all of these responses, which are our natural responses, which are the way we normally handle problems in our life, forget that one essential fact that Jesus has ascended, that we're not in control, that he is. It's true that we should be careful to do what we can. We shouldn't uh, purposely put ourselves in harm's way that we should be diligent and take reasonable precautions. We don't give a nine-year-old the keys to our car and tell her to go get milk for us or let our, ma- our kids play with matches, at least not when they're little. But it's true that we should, uh, be reason- we should take reasonable precautions, we should be reasonably aware, but ultimately we step back and trust that Jesus has ascended, that he is in control. His ascension means that he rules. He rules not only as the Son of God, but he rules as also as the Son of Man. That is, that not only his divine nature, but his human nature as well has all authority. Jesus said to the, to the disciples, Jesus, the man Jesus said to the disciples, all authority has been given to me. 
Not only his divine nature, but his human nature as well is present with us always here today with us. Jesus, the man Jesus, said, Lo, I am with you always. Not only his divine nature, but his human nature as well. The whole person of Jesus Christ is our good shepherd, omnisciently watching over everything we do and in control of all things. We have a fancy word for this. We like making up fancy words for things. We call it the genus majestaticum. That means that the, the human nature of Christ shares in all the divine attributes so that it is Christ, the man Christ, who ascended. So that it is the, through Christ, it is the human nature, the same human nature which fell into sin through Adam and Eve and through us, which is now exalted above the heavens and even above the angels and ruling all things. It is the man, Christ Jesus, who is our brother, who suffered like we did, who went through life on this earth, who knows our pains and our worries, who is now in control of all things. This same Jesus who walked with the disciples, who cried at the tomb of Lazarus, who had compassion on people in their disease and in their sickness and in their um, problems and in their hunger, now rules and controls all things. And so the disciples return and worship with joy. Notice how Luke stresses that both in the Gospel account and in Acts. Jesus' ascension wasn't a sad thing for the disciples. Even though Jesus had departed and they could not see him any longer, they didn't go home and weep that Jesus was gone. They went home rejoicing that this same man, whom they had lived with and talked with and walked with for three years and who had died for their sins, is now in control of all things. The Apostle Luke finishes his gospel. The Gospel of Luke, he finishes it with this account that we just read of Jesus' ascension into heaven. And then he begins a new book, the book of Acts, with that same account, the account of Jesus' ascension. But the book of Acts doesn't just begin with Jesus' ascension. The book of Acts is Jesus' ascension. The entire thing is an account of how Jesus ascended and is in control of all things. Time and time again, Luke reveals, he opens to us the truth that even though the devil and the world is trying to stop and hinder God's kingdom, Jesus is in control. And everything that the world tries to do to stop Jesus and his disciples, Jesus just uses it to further his kingdom and his gospel. You remember how the Jews tried to stop the apostles from preaching the word of God. They beat them and told them to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And the result was the apostles were encouraged and went out with greater joy and zeal to proclaim the resurrection of Jesus. You remember how Saul attempted to persecute and murder the Christians. And what was the result? The result was Jesus himself appeared to Saul and Saul became Jesus' chosen vessel to go forth and to proclaim the gospel. You remember how there was a great persecution that arose against the church in Jerusalem. And what was the result? The result was the Christians spread out from Jerusalem. And as they went out, they brought that message, the word of God, the, the news of the arisen and ascended Jesus with them everywhere, every time. A time and time again, we could, we could spend the rest of the night going through the examples in Acts, how time and time again, Satan tries to stop 
Christ and his kingdom. But it's not Satan who's in control, but Jesus. And the gospel goes forth with power. And the risen Lord is proclaimed. Jesus is risen from the dead. And the truth of his ascension, the truth of his rule, the, the apostles, the disciples, they not only knew it, they believed it, and they lived it. They went forth, not worried about the things that happened to them, not worried about those attempts by others to stop them. They went forth rejoicing that they were persecuted for Christ's sake. Stephen went to his death, forgiving and rejoicing because he saw the ascended Lord standing at the right hand of God. Paul was stoned and left for dead outside the city, and yet he got up and went back into the same city, the same city where he'd just been stoned and left for dead. He got up and went back into it. Why? Such It seems from a human standpoint, it seems like such a foolish thing to do, to go right back into the same city. But Paul knew that Jesus was in control. He wasn't afraid to continue to preach that word of God. And later on, at the end, at the last half of his third missionary journey, every city that Paul visited, the Holy Spirit testified through the believers that when he got to Jerusalem, he would be imprisoned and held in chains. But Paul did not hesitate. Being told by the Spirit that he must go to Jerusalem, he did not hesitate to continue on. Even being warned of that imprisonment because he was confident that God was in control. Whatever happened, he trusted Jesus. When our daughter breaks her arm, or a tyrant comes to power, or a nation that we're a part of begins to fall apart around us, it might look to us, it might seem from our human standpoint that Jesus is not in control. But then again, it certainly would have seemed that way if you were Stephen being stoned or if you were Paul being left for dead. And yet Jesus was always in control. This is why the ascension is so important to us. This is why today is such an important day to, to come to church and to celebrate. You know, the ascension, there was, uh, the, the history implies that the, the early church did not celebrate a day of ascension until the 4th century, around, three, around 350 A.D. maybe, or somewhere later than that, is when we first read accounts of them celebrating uh, ascension day. But then again, it seems like they didn't need the reminder they went forth, they were persecuted, they were thrown to the lions, they were killed, they were martyred, and they did it rejoicing, trusting that Jesus was in control. We need the reminder. We know that Jesus has ascended, but we often don't believe it, and we often don't live it. The confirmands today did an excellent job in reminding us of some of the truths of God's word and they did an excellent job uh, a week ago in their tests and answering those tests and studying hard for those tests, studying hard for the past three years, memorizing for the past three years to learn all these doctrines of Christ and learn the truth of Christ's ascension. But as you go forth, remember that it's not you 
are in control. Remember that it is he who has ascended to the right hand of God who is in control. Go in confidence. Go in confidence that the same one who died for you now sits at the right hand of God and rules all things for your good. He is your true shepherd and he will guide you. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.